It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's July 17th. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast, and I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G, saying thank you so much for making us a part of your day. Coming to you again from an undisclosed location that will play prominently into what we're going to talk about segment three. And in fact, in segment number three, I'm going to give you some hints about where I've been hanging out over the last few weeks and uh, might even throw some more hints your way about what might just be coming up this fall, not only for me, but hopefully the uh, Locked On Sports Podcast Network as well. And on today's show, we are going to be talking about Kawhi Leonard and how Kawhi is considering going to USA Camp, which is going to be run by Greg Popovich, and why this is a good thing for the Spurs, why this may be a good thing for Kawhi Leonard, And as always, since this is the Locked on Thunder podcast, we'll tie everything back to Oklahoma City. And this is where we get to give thanks for maybe the first time in the Thunder's history and maybe for the first time in, say, 20-plus years that organizations can say that, hey, at least we're not the San Antonio Spurs. That doesn't happen often. But it might be happening now with what's going on down in SA concerning Kawhi Leonard and that organization. Also, the Lakers say they are in win-now mode. At least Magic says that. But really, are they? What, What mode are the Lakers in now? As LeBron James... And his head coach, Luke Walton, sit down and talk. Just where are these guys? I think the Lakers are a fascinating team 
but we'll look at them. We'll compare them to Oklahoma City and which team right now would you lay more money on if you were going to Las Vegas, which we've talked about this before, but I'm going to try and take this a little bit different direction than what I have in the past. Um, did the Thunder dodge a bullet by sending by not sending Carmelo Anthony to Brooklyn? We'll get to that in segment number one. So a jam-packed segment number one. Segment number two, LeVar Ball has started an eight-team league that is for kids who do not want to go to college. And he had a coach get abusive. And we will touch on that for just a moment. But also, let's not miss the big picture about what LeVar Ball is doing by starting this league up. And then finally, in segment number three, we're going to get a little sentimental about the Oklahoma City Thunder because where I'm hanging out, I have hung out before and uh, almost shed a tear today about how far Oklahoma City has come as a town, as a city, since I was here quite some time ago <laughs> in my younger days in college. So all that's coming up today on the Locked on Thunder podcast. My name's Eric G. I've covered the Thunder for five years, did radio in Oklahoma City here for a while, did a lot of Thunder post games, did the occasional pregame, and um, now I'm doing the Locked on Thunder podcast and helping out when I can with another publication called Thunder Digest. Chuck Cheney, you the man. And I am a credentialed member of the media. So I get to go to the games. I get to go to practice and shoot around. And you can see all the handiwork. You can see every bit of it there at LockedOnThunder.com. Not only is it Locked on Thunder podcasts that are archived and you can binge listen to, but also there are, there is video, there is audio from players, coaches, and GM types. Segment number one now of the Locked On Thunder podcast, and let us give praise to the basketball gods. In their infinite wisdom and all their goodness, they have seen fit for the last few months to at least let the Oklahoma City Thunder not be the San Antonio Spurs. Now, why would I say this? Because most of the time, you would, in a heartbeat, given the opportunity to trade places where the Spurs are now and where the Thunder are now, most of the time, you jump all over that. Not so much the case here on July 17th of 2018. As the Spurs and their drama continues to unfold with Kawhi Leonard, we can only wait to see what the next move is. Is it going to be Philadelphia? Toronto's possibly now a possible destination that Kawhi Leonard ends up. Is there still a possibility that the Lakers or the Clippers, one of the L.A. teams, comes back into the fold? What about the Celtics? That deal seems all but dead. It's a lot of people, a lot of front office types and fans on the edge of their seat waiting to see all this just take place so the Spurs know where they're going here in the next few months. And now comes word that Kawhi Leonard is going to consider going to USA Basketball Camp, which will be run by none other than Greg Popovich. I love this idea. I love it for Kawhi. I love it for Pop. Because for Pop, if you truly want to get rid of Kawhi Leonard, this is how you handle what happens at USA Basketball Camp. You allow him to get out there and run. And you you let him go wild. And you let him show off as much as possible. Because what you want to do is proved to every single scout that is there, every single player that's going to be in the house and will effectively act, act as a scout 
for whatever NBA team that they're a part of, they can all go back to their GMs and just tell you how great Kawhi Leonard looked. And maybe some player is just crazy enough to tell you this is a guy that we need to trade for. Here's who we can give up for Kawhi Leonard. Let guys break out. I don't know if this is legal or not, but if I'm Greg Popovich and I want to get rid of Kawhi Leonard that bad, I actually tell players, coaches, who's ever there, bust out your cell phones. Tape this guy. Look at how good he is. Go back and discuss with your owner and figure out a way to take him off my hands. Then again, Kawhi comes out and performs like he wants to, and as Kawhi wants to prove to everyone that he's in great shape, now all of a sudden, if I'm Greg Popovich, I start to have second thoughts about whether or not I want to get rid of this guy. And you know Pop has been having those thoughts all along. You cannot want to get rid of Kawhi Leonard unless you have just reached that point of no return. And now because Kawhi, and I would not say, I don't know, now is not probably the right word to use, but because Kawhi Leonard has not been traded at this moment, second thoughts are going on. These guys are going back and forth. What do we do? What do we do? Do we keep him? Do we get rid of him? Does he want to be here? Even Kawhi Leonard has got to be having second thoughts about Do you really want to go play for the Los Angeles Clippers? Do you really want to go play for the Lakers? Because chances are, even though the Golden State Warriors have taken control of the NBA, and in particular the Western Conference, you're going to have a better chance competing with those guys being in San Antonio and them being the smart organization that they've proved to have been over the last 20-plus years than you will with the Clippers or the Lakers, and that leads us into the Lakers, because what are the Lakers really doing? LeBron James, Luke Walton sit down, and obviously these guys have got to sit down, because LeBron James has got to figure out, does he want Luke Walton to be his coach or not? And of course, if LeBron doesn't, we know LeBron's a GM, LeBron will figure out a way to get to Rob Palenka and Magic Johnson and have Luke Walton removed. And and, and yes, we say that somewhat tongue-in-cheek, But I'm not saying that very tongue-in-cheek right now because that's just the dude that LeBron is. LeBron proves over and over again he is large and in charge, or at least he was in Cleveland, maybe not so much in Miami. And now we're going to find out just how much Magic Johnson takes after a guy like Pat Riley. We'll figure out if Magic Johnson has any of the Pat Riley balls that Riley had tried to instill in him during his time as coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. And if Magic does, and he says Luke Walton's doing a great job, then LeBron and everybody else shuts up around LeBron and just lets Luke Walton do his job. But all this, all that is said to, to say this. What about the Lakers? Really, are they in win-now mode? Magic can say that. He can do everything he possibly can PR-wise to get the fan base fired up. But when he and Jeannie Buss and Rob Palenka and Luke Walton have those conversations, does any of them really think that this year, next year with Kawhi, if the Golden State Warriors stay intact, that all of a sudden they're going to take them down? Are they convinced that if Carmelo Anthony goes to the Houston Rockets and he's a better fit in Houston than he was here in Oklahoma City, that they can overcome Houston? Are they convinced that they can overcome Russell Westbrook, Paul George, and what the Thunder have put together? These are conversations the Lakers are going to have, not just now, but for a long time coming. 
And I don't think we should sleep on them, but at the same time, I don't think you should worry too much about the Lakers either. Now, granted, I don't want to tell you what to do. You're a fan. You can make up your own mind and decide how big of an issue the Lakers really are now or going to be in the future, but they just don't seem like an organization that you would have to lose sleep over. Yes, they have LeBron James, and yes, debt taxes and LeBron James going to the finals, those were things you could count on every single year of your life, not so much anymore since LeBron has made that move to the West because now it becomes death taxes and, unfortunately, the Golden State Warriors winning a championship. That's where we are in the West. So the Lakers can moan. The, the, the Lakers can plot. They can moan. They can complain. They can talk about trades. They can put feelers out there to potential free agents. But all in all, you've got to go out and prove it on the court. And if I'm going to be a free agent in the next couple of years, or let's say even next year, and I watched the Warriors just demolish the Lakers in the playoffs or watch them demolish the Lakers throughout the season and don't see the Lakers make any sort of giant gains in the playoffs, then I'm not stepping foot in Los Angeles except to play the Clippers and the Lakers and maybe grab a bite to eat. And then I'm gone. I'm, I'm going back. I'm going to look at Boston. I'm going to look at Toronto. I'm going to look at Milwaukee and Philadelphia, and all these other teams in the East where I see greater potential of getting to the finals than trying to help LeBron get another ring for him. Finally, Carmelo Anthony did not go to the Brooklyn Nets, and in a lot of ways, it really looks like the Oklahoma City Thunder dodged a bullet there. Reading today at probasketballtalk.com that the Nets were worried about putting Jeremy Lin out there on the trading block because they're not really... 100% certain that this guy's going to be ready to go for the season. And like we've said, he's played 37 games total in the last two years, which means he's missed over 120 games in the last couple of years. And that, now he's going to Atlanta. And, and in this same report that I'm reading, the Hawks are apparently picking Jeremy Lin up because he's still a thing. Like when I, I mean, is Jeremy Lin still a thing? They, they were talking about name recognition and selling tickets. I would think Trey Young is going to sell more tickets than Jeremy Lin is right now. Trey Young is a healthy. He is a wild card, and he is your future. Jeremy Lin is what? I mean, no, I'm seriously like, what is Jeremy Lin? He's not the future. I'm not even sure he was the past, and. The fact that he is name recognition, I don't know. I had the same reaction when I heard that music radio stations still give away CDs and that there is one blockbuster video left in Bend, Oregon. Bend, Oregon has a blockbuster video. Shocked. I'm shocked to hear those things. I don't know a single NBA fan. Name a, name a city, name anywhere, name a, name a fan of any team that's going to pay money to go watch Jeremy Lin, especially when he's a bench player. And he's a guy that's not all that healthy. Like, I've never once looked forward to going to see Jeremy Lin play basketball. And maybe I'm in the minority. Maybe you have looked forward to see Jeremy Lin play basketball. But I don't see any upside, upside to getting this guy other than just letting him go, getting rid of his salary, and then trying to get somebody with the money that you're going to save next year. Just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But if the Hawks are thinking about playing him, more power to him. But you know what they're going to have to do is get Dennis Schroeder a lot of those minutes 
simply so they can have him on display and then other teams will bite sometime close to the trading deadline. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. Coming up next, yes, there are some issues with LeVar Ball's eight-team league that he has started for college kids, but let's not miss the big picture about what this guy is accomplishing. And LeVar Ball's accomplishing something big, and I'll tell you what that is coming up next. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former SportsCenter anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. And for all your sporting needs, there's one place to go. One, one and only, and that is LockedOnSports.com. Podcasts from around the NFL, the NBA, and even Major League Baseball, and hopefully coming soon, something I can't tell you about right now. And something that I'm very hopeful that I will be involved in because it may just concern Oklahoma, and we'll leave it at that. But it is the Locked On Podcast Network. We have local experts from all over the nation covering their local teams. It's sort of like local radio on demand. It's essentially what it is. It's local podcast on demand at the touch of a button. All you have to do is go to LockedOnSports.com. So LeVar Ball has a league. I don't, were you aware of this, that LeVar Ball started a league for kids who don't want to go to college? So you don't want to go to college. You don't want to go overseas. You can skip college, and for a year, you can go play for LeVar Ball's league. And hopefully LeVar Ball and his band of experts will do you a solid and get you ready for the upcoming NBA draft. Well, it's already coming under fire because you can go to Yahoo Sports or ESPN may have this. All you got to do, just Google. Matter of fact, just Google this. I know I said Yahoo, but Google this. Google LeVar Ball coach abusive. And then you will see one of these coaches in LeVar Ball's league abusing a player who's 20 years old, shoving him on the chest, cursing him out. And all this was broadcast on Facebook Live. And honestly, the thing that that surprised me the most, and this is a little off topic, was that they were playing in a pretty good-sized arena. I mean, I'm thinking LeVar Ball, eight-team league for guys who are in their late teens, early 20s. Maybe you're just playing in a gym somewhere. No, this was actually an, an arena. It looked like an arena that these were playing in, that these guys were playing in, and there were actually people in the stands, and I don't think every one of them was scouts. I think you had some curious onlookers here who may have shown up and actually paid money for this. But to the abuse, whether it's in LeVar Ball's league or the NBA or college or high school, this goes on a hell of a lot more than we think. And I think if we knew exactly everything that went on in 
a professional locker room, especially the NFL. Because you've got to be psychotic to play in the NFL. Some of the stuff that I have heard from people who have played in the National Football League is beyond disgusting. And it's not only beyond disgusting, it is beyond comprehension. And I won't get it. Like, I want to get into it here. Like, I really do. But because this might be a family show and you may be listening to it with one of your kids, I'm not going there. And I'm not saying that I won't at a different day and time, but just right now, I don't know how anyone survives the working environment in the NFL. You've got to be a truly special person to deal with that. And I'm not talking about just the physicality on the field. I'm talking about the way these people jack with each other. Anyway, all that goes on. And I think as fans, we're shocked. We want to be outraged. But truth of the matter is, if we're not seeing it in a game, it's probably happening in practice. And it's only when somebody catches it on film do we really know about that. We shouldn't miss the big picture, though, when it comes to LeVar Ball. And think about this for a second. He started his own league. He started his own shoe his own shoe company, and now he's starting his own league. And LeVar Ball has been one of the vocal majority, I don't know if it's necessarily a majority or not, but one of the many people who've been vocal about how the NCAA is corrupt and it screws over its athletes. And if this league can gain some ground, it could be a serious threat to the NCAA. Maybe not from a money standpoint, and certainly as a fan who went to a college that has been good enough to go to the Final Four a few times in my lifetime, I'm never going to be emotionally attached to watching a LeVar Ball League or a semi-professional league or the G League over watching college basketball. However, that being said, college basketball is boring right now. It's a bad product. And if it continues to be a bad product and all kids really care about is making it to the NBA, they don't care about being in the NCAA tournament, and I really don't think they do, then you're going to not only see this league, but other leagues like that in America pop up and build momentum. And maybe it's not LeVar Ball's league that succeeds. It's one that, say, Chris Webber puts together. I work with a guy who played in the NFL who said his mission was to destroy college athletics. He wanted to completely rip the cover off of it and have kids give kids an opportunity to go someplace and earn money. And quite frankly, it's hard to argue with that. And you know guys like Mike, Mike Krzyzewski, Lon Kruger, well, I was going to say Dean Smith, I just did, but Roy Williams. They're all watching these leagues. Bill Self, they're all watching these leagues just to see how many of the top talent they may actually lose. And I think if I'm a kid right now and I don't want to go to college, I don't want to go to college, I don't want to go overseas, I guess I could go to the G League, but I've got an opportunity to, sp to go someplace that's specifically going to prepare me for the NBA versus just get me ready to do what a coach wants me to do, then I'm going to go there. Now, the the NCAA. Hopefully, you've said it. You're screaming. You're screaming, Calipari. That's right. Kentucky right now may be the one program that doesn't get hurt by this because Calipari is doing what you have to do to succeed and get those top players ready, and that is prepare them for the association. This is the Locked On Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Coming up next, we get a little sentimental about the 11th season of the Oklahoma City Thunder. It's all right here on LOT.
The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Remember, for everything Thunder, it's LockedOnThunder.com. All our podcasts are archived. Not only that, we've got video and audio from players, coaches, and members of the front office. Um, just a hint about where I'm doing the show from this week. It is a place that I, I interned uh, over 20 years ago while I was going to the University of Oklahoma. And it's a place that's been nice enough to just kind of let me hang out here over these last couple of weeks and give me the facilities to do the podcast to try a little something different. And sitting here on the 12th floor in this particular building looking out a window, one, if you've never been to Oklahoma City being where I'm at, you make a right or left turn, you're going to find parts of the city that haven't changed in 20 years. Some have been vibrant and have gone downhill. Others have been downhill and now are made vibrant. And then there are other parts that just look the same. One of those that is not is downtown Oklahoma City. And when I was in college, we saw the beginnings of what downtown Oklahoma City was going to be. And a lot of it done through the MAPS project, which I know I've mentioned before here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Thank you, Mayor Norick. But in college and right after college, there was the Myriad, which is now the Cox Convention Center, which housed the Oklahoma City Blazers, which was a minor league hockey team. And me and a lot of my friends, my now wife, we would go to these Blazers games We'd watch the games, and then we'd hang out, and we'd go eat at a place called The Varsity, and the Spaghetti Warehouse was there. And there were some a few clubs that and a Hooters that was starting to kind of come along. And you could see then what downtown was going to be. Like, you could see the beginnings of it being a place that young adults and possibly families might want to hang out. Fast forward now to 2008, which is years ago. And I'm going to a concert on Saturday night to see the Smashing Pumpkins. And even though downtown is torn to hell right now as we are putting in streetcars here in Oklahoma City, it still had that feeling that going to downtown is a big deal. And all that started about 20 years ago. But you think about the Thunder. The Thunder have added to that. And whether the Thunder are directly responsible for this or not, because the arena, the Chesapeake, the peak, came before the Thunder did as part of the MAPS project. But whether it's the being the Thunder directly or the peak or whatever, it feels like there are just bigger time concerts here. Not that Oklahoma City did bad before. I saw Guns N' Roses in Oklahoma City when they were still Guns N' Roses to some extent. But... You know, you're, you're getting your Paul McCartney's, your Smashing Pumpkins, and you know, let me see, Justin Timberlake's coming, and he's sold out. And artists that are much more hip than what I'm going to mention right now. But everything that the Thunder have done for this city is so far beyond basketball that at times I'm not really sure that we comprehend just what it is they mean to Oklahoma and what they mean in particular to downtown. 
and how when you go to downtown now, whether it's a game night or not game night, whether you're going to see the Dodgers or the Thunder or whoever, you are, it feels, there's this there's this feeling to it that is, it's a special, it's a night out with the family, it's a night out with your girls, it's a night out with your boys that wasn't always there. And I don't know if I'm articulating this as well as I want to and, and had some other things that I wanted to say and they've kind of escaped my mind right now, but as I sit where I used to 20 years ago hanging out and thinking about what this city is and going downtown and seeing the Thunder flags at apartment buildings and seeing the flag raised high over downtown Oklahoma City and just the sense of pride that they bring, even if it screwed the city of Seattle, Thank you, Clay Bennett, for making it happen. Thank you for giving us an opportunity to talk about a guy like Carmelo Anthony. And even though we want to get rid of him, we're still talking about the fact that he played here, or Kevin Durant, or Russell Westbrook. And there are a lot of people here in Oklahoma who, look, and this is a big sports state. College football, number one by far. But... There are a lot of people who weren't sports fans now who now are sports fans because they have a team to follow because they didn't go to OSU or OU and they weren't really attached to either one of their program either one of those programs. Now they've got something to be attached to. And it's just amazing just to see the pride swell, not just within me, but with everyone else. And I'd like to talk to someone at G-E-E-H-S-O who was here when the Thunder came around because I didn't get a chance to experience it, but I am glad I'm getting an opportunity to experience it now. That wraps up today's podcast. I'm Eric G. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Remember, LockedOnSports.com. And as always, everybody love everybody and peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.